I'm an entrepreneur with a mission to share unique business journeys, workflow and client experience tips, and entrepreneurial advice through fun and easygoing conversations with pros and peers. I'm Cassie and I'm your host. Let's grab drinks after work every Thursday as we banter and brainstorm. With a shot of business and a splash of pleasure, this is the Mastermind Mixer. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. It's also the kickoff for season three. In past seasons, I have focused heavily on my guests and their experiences and their offerings. So this year, I'm going to do it a little differently. And I say year, but honestly, it's just for season three for now. (laughs) So I will be showing you how I approach workflows and client experience and how I integrate the two of them. I will be using some case studies of other small businesses, of some other bigger businesses, and just things that I find to be important and I think that I'm really good at. So let's get into it. If you follow me on Instagram and on social media in general, you may have caught in my stories that I am kind of falling off the short-term rental train. And for a while, I really just wanted to boycott it, honestly. Whenever we moved from California to Virginia, we had to stay in so many Airbnbs and other short-term rentals, and they honestly just lacked, like severely lacked. And I think that whenever I was using Airbnb in the beginning, the whole draw to it was this experience that you got and the value of it. And I think once it boomed, people who could invest quickly and flip faster just really stopped thinking about the client and they started thinking about their profit. And I I think both can still be true, but there are some just basic things that I think need to be integrated into a short-term rental. So today I'm going to be going over how I would approach integrating workflows and client experience if you own a short-term rental. So let's assume you already have the property, but it may need to be flipped. So starting there, I would just make sure the house has everything that you need for the occupancy in which you're advertising. So that means have enough pillows, towels, chairs, plates, and blankets um, that can accommodate a house of 12 if you advertise that it can house 12. I cannot put more emphasis on this. I experience on multiple occasions going in even for four people going in and there only being two coffee mugs or um, there weren't enough pillows or, you know, just everything like that. Like if you have a pullout couch, you have to make sure you have the linens and the pillows for that. So that is the client experience piece. Are you making sure that they have everything you need? If you have a full kitchen, is there a spatula? Is there a pan? Is there a pot? If you have more of like a kitchenette, do you have at least a toaster oven? You know, something like that. So think through what it would be like to stay there, especially if they're going to be staying for more than one night and it's not just the quick hotel stay because that, in all honesty, short-term rentals, although they can be used like hotels, it's usually somebody that needs extra accommodations that hotels can't provide. So that's the client experience side. On the workflow side, make sure that the things that you have in your home are smart devices. So your thermostat, your security system, your Wi-Fi, they even have Amazon um, Alexa outlets that you can switch out so that you can control the lights um, within the home. And you want those to be smart because that's going to free up time for you to do other things. The short-term rental game is 
and supposed to be mostly passive. So if you want it to be passive and you don't want to have to be there constantly, what you don't want to happen is for a, a client or a customer to leave and check out and then you realize that they've like left the air on when you know they weren't advised to do that. You know, whatever it is. So give yourself the freedom of being able to make it more passive by making sure that everything is um, connected to smart devices. So that, you know, there's the client experience piece and the workflow piece coming together. And both will be able to help you manage the Airbnb or the short-term rental in general, um, just more efficiently and more effectively. And with more care, like, let's be real. Um, I want to know that I'm taken care of when I'm not investing into a hotel. And I want to make sure that my my money's going where I want it to go and I want it to go to people who think all the way through and not just like how they can make a quick buck. The other thing um, or the next thing I should say is to just make sure you have really good photos and videos. So for example, I live in a new house. Um, we're renting, but it's a new house to us and I'm really bad at decorating, right? So Recently, I've been reaching out to friends and I'll do like even like walking through a FaceTime. So my best friend, Claire, is she's the one that I always lean on. So I'm like, what should I do in this wall? I'm having this problem decorating and um, I'll walk her through. Well, she was just here recently and um, she walked through the house and she was like, man, I didn't realize that this was the setup. Like I thought this or that. So even though you think you are showing somebody what it's actually like, Think about things that you may know, and it may just be, um, you know, like a fact in your brain, but for somebody who has no visual on the property and has no idea, just take it like an extra level. And I mean that like go outside the front, like stand in the front door and point towards the road. Like what are, what are they going to see? What are they going to hear? What, what are they going to prepare for? So I think then the name of your success game is to ensure that your renters completely understand the situation that they're getting into. Another example that was on the negative side was that we rented a property. It looked beautiful. Um, the pictures were great. It was accommodating for our family. Um, and once we got there, we realized that it was bought cheap and flipped even cheaper. And we were right on a highway. I didn't even trust um, my children to be able to go outside because it's not that I didn't think that they wouldn't run into the road. It was that the cars were going so fast that I was scared that a car was going to wreck into us off of the road. And the to give you a little bit of even more of a perspective on that, the entire house would shake every time like a semi went by. And we were that's how close we were to the road. So it would have been nice. I probably would have still booked it, but it was frustrating that we didn't know ahead of time. And it just felt like they were lying to us. And I don't know that those, that that was necessarily their intentions, but it, it felt like that. So I just, I want you to think about how people are going to feel if you don't show them something or, you know, even basics, if the room that the nursery is in is closest to the living room, we may need to bring a sound machine so that we can stay up after the baby goes to bed. So I just really encourage you to think about what it would be like if you didn't know what the house looked like. So make sure you're really taking um, pictures and video to, to show that. Another thing that you can do is create a digital guidebook. 
Um, guidebooks are always encouraged. Um, I know that in the Airbnbs that I've helped manage in the past, we have done printed guidebooks and we recently flipped to digital. And here is why. Those digital guidebooks can be managed from afar. So that's one less touch point for you. So you can update it, you know, say your Wi-Fi has to change or maybe a restaurant that you recommended has now closed. Um, those are things that you could update in real time and you could send it to them and it it's the most updated information. It doesn't feel outdated. You can freshen it up whenever you feel like it. Um, I would recommend reviewing it about every quarter to ensure that everything that you recommend and um, every piece of advice that you give and information is still up to date. Um, there is a company that you can use called Touch Stay, and that will do just that. That will create a digital guidebook. So um, one thing to look into. The next thing that uh, that's on my list is to just really research your cost of doing business. Price Labs is a great option for that. And by the way, these are not affiliate links or anything. This is literally just um, a combination of things that I've used and things that I've researched. So that will help you narrow down the, the cost of your doing business in the area in which you have the rental. So look into how much it's going to cost for house cleaning, what other short-term rentals are costing around you, how you shape up to them. Because although the Airbnb down the road might be $300 a night, they might have an occupancy that's double um, to yours. So consider that the maintenance that you will have to do, maybe upgrades that you want to make down the road or within at least within the year. Um, the laundry service, if you outsource your laundry and how much it costs to stock everything. Do you offer waters? Um, do you offer coffee pods, toilet paper, all of those hard costs that you know are going to um, impact your bottom line. So whenever you are thinking about that, also consider what it would be like to bring another person on board. And I want that person to be a service provider. So a maintenance man, um, a house cleaning company or a maintenance person. Let's it's 2024. And I can attest to the fact that I can do a lot more handy things than a lot of them in my life. So a handy person, um, a, a cleaning company and, um, things like that. So consider bringing them on board with you as a business partner, because I think that this is key. So if you want this to be passive for you, you are still going to need people to manage the things that cannot be managed digitally. So just because you have a digital thermos doesn't mean that you can clean the floors. You know what I'm saying? So after the people leave, you're going to need a cleaning company that really um, takes care of your property. And why would they take care of your property? Because they have skin in the game if you bring them on as a partner. So that could also help you keep costs down if they're getting a percentage of each rental, then you're not having the hard costs. So just really consider um, going about it and approaching it a little bit differently than I think the average person approaches it. And the same thing can be say, said about a maintenance man or a property management company. If you bring in a property manager for your rental and you live out of town, if they get a percentage of rentals, they're going to want to make sure you get five-star reviews because you're not going to get 
you're not going to get bookings unless you have good reviews. So they just have a little bit more skin in the game. And I think that that'll play into both your workflow and your client experience. So they're, they're just a lot of things to consider. And I, I really want us to go outside the box and do things differently to make them better. Because I think that by doing it like everybody's doing it right now, we are going to see a decrease in Airbnb rentals. So other things that we can do to improve our client experience is turn off smart pricing. We are now going to be confident queens in how we are pricing our Airbnb in which the that it is competitive, it is seasonally thought through, and diligently calculated. So we are going to take control in how we are pricing our venues and um, our rentals. So the other thing that we're going to do is that we're going to consider the cleaning fees. And I, this is one of my biggest complaints and something that I would love to see shift. So right now, we know that when we rent something, we have to go to like the third button click through to see what it's actually going to cost us. Because some of these spaces are just charging astronomical cleaning fees. And I often wonder, A, are they cleaning it themselves? So am I just like double paying them? Or B, are they using a company that is charging them too much? Because some of the houses that we stayed in, especially most recently, were very modest. Um, Mark and I traveled without the girls from California to Virginia for the majority of the trip. And these were like one bedrooms or some were even studios. And then their list of things that we had to do before we could leave, which was going to, you know, possibly cost us a deposit or, you know, whatever. We were cleaning the house from top to bottom and then paying sometimes even more than the nightly price for the cleaning fee. So I, I want to make sure that we're thinking through our cleaning fees and with that, the company that we use or for ourselves to use it, we might have to shift our expectations. So let's let's compare it to a hotel. At a hotel, I could eat pizza and leave the pizza on the bed with pizza-stained sheets and not get charged any type of fee. Do I think that that is respectful of somebody's space? Absolutely not. I am just using an extreme example. So if I'm like spraying champagne on the room and eating pizza, which like honestly sounds like a really fun time, <laughs> um, what are we going to do to ensure that A, that doesn't happen, but also how are we going to make sure that we get in there fast enough that we're not dealing about dealing with pests or insects or, you know, whatever. Our cleaning company or maybe our cleaning company business partner is going to know that at every checkout, we expect them to be there same day, or we expect them to be there, you know, first thing in the morning, whatever you feel comfortable with to say that if the trash isn't taken out, I am comfortable with arriving at X, at X many hours after checkout. So I, I really want that to impact your client experience and your workflow. So whenever you're hiring a company, ask them how quickly they need to know in advance so do you need to make sure that you block out a period of time of notice? So maybe they can't book your rental 24 hours in advance because your cleaning company needs 48 hours notice, you know, something like that. So consider asking that when you're hiring a company 
And also know all of these before you ever price out your Airbnb. All very important steps to know before we're even sending out into the world that we have a short-term rental. Um, and I use Airbnb. Um, I, I don't mean them as a company. I mean them as a short-term rental. Um, but I want you to really walk through the expectations of yourself and what it would be like to be on the other side of those expectations. Um, do you think it's really necessary for them to do all the dishes? Do you really think that they need to do all this when you, you're paying a cleaning company anyway? And if it is you that has to do the cleaning, let's be honest, like it's not costing you anything but your time. So let's, let's just keep the cleaning fiends reasonable. You, you feel me? So I want you to make it also feel like a hotel stay. So another thing to consider when flipping it for guests is make it feel so welcoming. That is another piece of this client experience that is going to be unmatched. And I'm talking chocolates on the pillow, two bottles of water on each nightstand, um, a USB charging port on the nightstand, um, you know, just things, maybe even like a little dish of candies or mints, you know, like let's make this better than a hotel. Like I want it to feel better. I want it to feel cozier. I want it to feel more at home. Um, if you can't have real plants, have some fake ones that look real, get some succulents and that's going to be part of the management of it too. So when back to like a property manager or a maintenance person or a cleaning company, make sure that they're capable of, um, living up to your expectations and what you want that to look like. So, You'll want coffee pods and water, maybe even some, you know, granola bars. We all of those, oh, I, I'm about to say something that is exposing something that I like. I was going to say, we all of those ASMR uh, restock videos. Like I want that for you. So in the bathrooms, do we have face wipes? Is there extra toothpaste? You know what you should have? You should have razors because that is something that I always forget when traveling. Um, and maybe even some travel size shaving cream, you know, like, let's, let's take it next level. And yes, this is going to play into your cost of doing business, but it is not going to make it so bad that you are still not competitive. You're not going to outprice yourself by making these expectations for yourself and your own business. And let's be honest, we need to treat this like a business, not just like something fun that we do on the weekends. And let's be honest, when we talk about all of these pieces, you might be saying like, how am I going to manage this team? This isn't going to be passive for me at all. So there is a, a website that I have used myself and it is called Host Tools. And you can set it up to automate messaging. You can manage multiple properties. You can also um, incorporate your team. So for us, as an example, my parents have a short-term rental that I manage for them. We have a cleaning person. Whenever we have a checkout or a reservation made, I'm sorry, whenever we have a reservation made, she gets a text message that says, hey, we have a rental at this property that checks in on this date and checks out on this date. Then she gets another text that says, as a reminder, this reservation ends on this date. Um, and you can set that up to say like within 24 hours, within 12 hours, you know, whatever that looks like to you. 
So I highly recommend getting a management tool like that, that will allow you to manage your team, manage your listings and manage your workflow um, within the actual booking process. So let's get into the booking process. Find a platform that really works for you. Um, think about the fees that they're going to charge you. Think about the ease. Like how easy do you want this to be? Are you willing to have some more touch points? Um, obviously there are some very popular ones, uh, Airbnb, um, vacation rental by owner. And there, there are a couple more, but those are the two heavy hitters. I, in my opinion. Um, so when they inquire, we're, we're doing all the things that we've already done all this work ahead of time. You know, we've answered so many of their, their questions. We've been very transparent in the description of our property. Um, we have given them every ounce of information that they could possibly meet, need outside of actually check-in instructions. Then they're going to book. They're going to look at it. They're going to be like, this looks amazing. This looks like a hotel. I am doing it. I can't wait. <laughs> so um, they're going to book and then they're going to get an email from you. So that email is going to be an expectation email that can be sent. Um, some of the short-term rental platforms have the ability to send automated messaging. I recommend you again, using a platform that allows you to host it all in one place. Um, I find it to be a little bit bulky when you're trying to do it within the, the platform itself. So that expectation email is going to tell them when they'll hear from you next and when they'll get check-in information. And then you're going to ask them why they are in town. And we will get to why you ask that in a little bit. But for now, those are the things that you're going to tell them. You're going to make sure that you answer everything up front. Hey, thank you for booking. We're so excited to have you. The next time you hear from me will be the day before you check in. And then you will get check-in instructions 12 hours before the date, or, you know, or 12 hours before the time, whatever that might be. Again, these are things that you need to iron out before you ever even put anything out into the space. And then you're going to say, what's bringing you into town? So then now we're like, we're waiting it out. The Now we're within that window of them getting their emails. So they'll get another email with check-in instructions. I do recommend giving those um, 12 to 24 hours in advance. Um, a lot of people need to kind of wrap their heads around how things work um, and what type of time they need to have put aside for the check-in process. Some rentals like to be present upon check-in to walk you through the property. If you're like, it's a digital code, whatever that might be, just make sure that um, within that window, you have an automated message going out to them. And, and with that said, if your door uh, combination requires a unique code, you can have a canned email um, that is set, but it, you will probably have to touch that to put in their particular code and then schedule it. So that that might maybe a touch point if the code changes all of the time. So after that, you're going to add personal touches to the Airbnb. The Your team is going to leave a handwritten note that says, Dear Cassie, we're so happy to have you here. Please enjoy our Airbnb. I hope you are comfortable and please let us know if you need anything. That's what I'm going to see when I walk into the kitchen of this Airbnb. With that note, I'm going to find maybe a bottle of wine or some snacks. If my kids are with me, nothing like makes me happier than walking into a short-term rental 
and seeing a little like fruit snack or um, goldfish because typically we are traveling all day to get to that rental and my kids come in and they want to relax for a second. We need to unpack the car. Let me have something to like shove in their face. Sure. It's my responsibility, but to think that somebody had the wherewithal to think about that outside of myself is incredible. And then to have like a bottle of wine or, um, even, even like a sparkling water, anything that says like, I know you've been traveling all day and I just want you to know that we're really happy that you're here. Also consider including something specific for their visit. Are they in town for a concert? Like, can you buy them like a little keychain for whoever the band is? Or um, are they in town to visit their child at college? Can you include a sticker for the university? You know, just let them know that you were thinking about them. And then the last thing that you're going to do before they check in is have yourself or somebody from your team walk through the rental pretty close to the check-in time. And here's why. A lot of times you might have a gap, even if it's only like checkout on a Sunday and then the next guest check-in on a Friday, if you're more of like a vacation weekend um, rental. And here's why. A lot can happen in five days. You can have cobwebs. There could be dust that settled, even if you just cleaned it five days ago. And there's nothing worse than walking into a short-term rental and feeling like it's dirty. That is a horrible feeling and you're not dirty and you want them to have this experience. So I really encourage you to do that final check and have an actual person walk through and it should take, honestly, if the cleaning was done well, it should take like five minutes, 15 minutes max to just really walk through and make sure that nothing was left undone. And then the day of check-in, you're obviously going to send them an email with all the check-in instructions you are going to make sure that they know how to get in, where to park, um, anything that might be of mention, you know, are there a lot of stairs? Um, do they need to turn on the air because you don't leave it on if there's no guests there? Um, but if you have a smart thermostat, you could turn it on in preparation for their arrival so that it's comfortable upon arrival, which I highly recommend. Um, but think about how you need to show them what to do. You need to walk them through start to finish what it is like to arrive at your property. Um, also make note of GPS instructions. A lot of times, especially if you you live somewhere rural, there will be a mishap um, in the GPS instructions. They may lose service. So having written out instructions is super important. Um, So I really encourage you to do that, um, verify the address, things like that. So the guests are there. They are having a great time. They checked in with ease. Now we are at the 24-hour mark after they have arrived. We are going to send another email that says, hey, I'm so glad you checked in. I hope you're having a great time. Please let me know if you need anything or if you have any questions. Like that, it can be that simple because what you're doing is you're leading them to believe that you are actively thinking about them and you want to make sure everything's good. In reality, that is an automated email and you are sitting by the pool drinking a Mai Tai. I don't know what you're doing, (laughs) but we are folding in our workflow and our client experience. You are elevating what it's like to, you know, rent from you and be with you, um, be with your properties, not with you. Um, and that just, we get a lot of great feedback from that. We do that at our own short-term rental and we always get 
a response. And here's the interesting part. The times that we haven't gotten a response, it has been from people who have um, done something bad to the rental, like damaged it, done something like that. And when they try to come back and say, well, we're not going to pay for those damages because, you know, you didn't do X, Y, Z. I can now say, hey, I checked in with you 24 hours and I asked you if you had any questions. Why didn't you bring that up then? And what it comes down to is that it wasn't a real problem. They were just trying to figure out how to get out of um, the responsibility of the damages that they caused. So it's a protection level, it's a client experience level, and it's a workflow level. Like love to see it. So 12 hours before checkout, we are going to send instructions on what they need to do and how they should go about checking out. Again, let's talk about the checkout instructions. They should be simple. They should be short because you have a team in place and you know what it's going to cost you to do these things. So you, and you know what you've charged them and we've charged them well. So we aren't going to make them make the, this place perfectly spotless clean. We are going to ask them to maybe strip the beds of the beds that they use and throw those at the end of the bed or just leave them unmade. That's, I, I love a short-term rental that's just like, don't even worry about stripping the beds, just leave them unmade. Like, duh, like they can tell that somebody slept in that if it's unmade. Perfection. And if you do need them to load the dishwasher or things like that, that's a personal decision. I would love to not see that. I would love for the checkout instructions to be things like make sure the door is locked, make sure you leave the beds unmade, make sure you leave all the dirty dishes in the sink. Um, but don't, don't make me work if you're making me pay, you know what I'm saying? So just really consider that. And I know I keep saying like, consider, 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 but I, I do want you to, because if it doesn't make sense for you, if you're, if you're not in a place to have the team yet, I still want you to think about what it looks like as the client and not as the person trying to make the money. So now they have checked out you're sending your team or you're doing another five to 15 minute walkthrough to check for damages. And this has to happen almost immediately. If we are disputing anything with the rental platforms, if we are going to try to collect any type of deposit, that needs to happen, I even think quicker than 24 hours um, after checkout. So that could honestly be the same team as your cleaning team because you want them cleaning quickly as well make sure that whoever is doing it is prepared to take photos so that when you're disputing anything, if necessary, you have the photo proof evidence with a timestamp that says when the damages happened and you're not just like making them up. So, because that's, if somebody causes damages, they will try to do anything they can to um, get out of them. If it was an honest mistake, they'll usually come to you before you even have to find the damages. But I have literally witnessed a hot tub being put into a master bedroom and them taking the hot tub water from outside and using a hose to put it inside. And I am not exaggerating. I've seen that happen. That person is not going to respond to my how's it going email and they're going to try to get out of any damages caused. So prepare yourself for worst case scenario, folks. Okay. So we have checked for damages. We, if there are damages, that's a whole nother ball game. We are now escalating this, but let's assume that everything is great because 90% of the visits will be great because the type of client you're going to attract by making the client experience at the forefront 
is a client that will be respectful of your space. So everything is great. We are going to ask them for a review. We are going to ask them for a five-star review. (laughs) And we don't have to say, leave me a five-star review. We are going to say, please share your positive experience. And we are going to say, this allows us to cater to people like you. And we want to continue to do that. And to do that, we need them to know that we're as great as we say we are, essentially. And we are also going to perhaps offer them a 10% off booking code for the next time. And let's be real. A lot of folks are passing through town or coming like very rarely. So they might not even use that code, but they're going to be like, wow, a 10% off code. Maybe they will come back. You may retain a client that you never would have retained before by simply offering them a code to return. If that doesn't settle well with you, or if it doesn't fit your business model, another thing that you can do, which is a fan favorite um, for digital client experience is offering a Starbucks barcode. So, hey, I know that you traveled into town and I, or I know that you were in town, you don't even have to say travel in town because we want to make this a client um, canned email. So we want it to be automated for your sake. So we are saying something a little bit more generic, like, you have to get on the road or something about travel. And then we're saying to help get you through the day, here is a Starbucks barcode to use for your next coffee. And so you're asking them for a a review, but you're also giving them something, a a barcode or a 10% off discount code for their next visit. Um, Then I'm going to have you at the bottom of that email, ask them if they would like to join your email list. So If you're in the entrepreneurship world, you know that we don't own a lot of these platforms and, you know, the social media of it all and everything like that. We don't own that. So if Instagram went away, we lose all of that content. Um, What we can own is our email list and what we can own are the emails that we put in that email list. So I'm going to suggest that at the, or within the review email and at that point, we are going to ask them to join our email list, especially if you live um, around a major city or an attraction. Even honestly, if you live near a university, um, my parents live in very rural Indiana um, in about 30 minutes from anything, frankly, but uh, they do have a university there. And there are some like really fun, small town festivals and markets and things like that. So let's push them to an email list. And then we're going to send monthly emails that talk about the happenings in your city or town for the upcoming month. So in January, I'm going to send an email out to my email list about the things happening around my Airbnb or short-term rental, um, that are coming up in February. So in January, I'm saying you should book in February because the art and wine festival is coming to town. You should book in February because the Valentine's day, Uh, 5k. I don't know. Um, whatever is centered around you, for example, um, where my parents are, the town I grew up in, um, is nearby and the heritage days festival is every year in September. And it's just like a fun little small town festival. And then there's the 4-H fair in August. Um, so these are things that you want to tell them that are happening. Um, and for my parents client avatar, it's somebody that wants to ex- escape the city. They, they want to come to the country. They want to come in and take a break from the hustle and bustle. 
and letting them know about little festivals that they can have to enjoy for a weekend stay, I think is really impactful and can allow you to book your calendar out. And at the end of the day, we're trying to make money. We're trying to care for our clients in order to make more money, but let's be real, that is the goal. So make sure you include deals and codes, any affiliate links, um, and really start building the business that is outside of the short-term rental, because this is going to allow you to potentially buy more properties. This is going to allow you to get affiliate deals with betting companies. If you play your cards right, and if you really focus on the client experience and allowing yourself to automate the workflow in which that experience lives in, you are freeing up time to build your brand that surrounds your company and the business that you're trying to build. So that is where I would end it. I would continue through my monthly emails and then just repeat the process for any booking client. Um, make sure that your emails are canned and, um, generic slash you don't want it to sound like you're being phony. So if you're looking for the return client, when they get that email again, they don't, you don't want them to roll their eyes and be like, here's another email from her or from him. So just make sure that they are professionally written and informative, informative. (laughs) They are written with information informatively. There it is. And we're really doing that to just make sure that we don't come off phony for that second time guest. Um, so there it is. There, there are my thoughts, my feelings, um, everything about short-term rentals. And I, I honestly, I do feel relatively passionate about this. Um, I have been renting from um, Airbnb and sites like that since 2012. And I have seen a major shift and I, I don't want to see short-term rentals fall off the radar, but I also don't want them to start feeling like the slums either. And I think that we can come together and reconfigure and really bring it bring it back to the top or or at least may remain competitive with hotels and things like that. So welcome back to season three. Um, I'm really happy to take this approach. If you have any um, suggestions on other companies that you'd like me to cover, I am always open to that. You can reach me at Cassie at CassieLane.com, K-A-S-S-I-E at K-A-S-S-I-E-L-A-Y-N-E.com. And in the future, if you have a small business that you need help building out your workflow and client experience, I am always here. So thank you so much. And I'll see you on the next episode. Well, you've reached the end of another episode of the Mastermind Mixer. I genuinely hope you enjoyed it and maybe even found a nugget or two of wisdom. If you did, I'd be thrilled if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It's like putting gasoline in my podcast tank. And of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And guess what? The show notes are not just a place where words hang out. They're like the VIP section. And there you might find a little surprise, the kind that pairs well with headphones in your favorite podcast. It's the paired drink for the episode. Thanks a million for tuning in. Until next time, stay curious, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay subscribed. Cheers.